want us to talk about so we talked about the fact that every one of us has value all of us that god did not make anyone uh, second best like oh you know he was maybe tired then he was like oh I, let's make go there some cowboy or some girl and dump them on the earth that when we read Psalm 139, that he put us intricately together in our mother's womb, that God made us. That was the most exciting thing we talked about in lesson, I think, one, that God made us. And then the second thing we talked about was that each one of us was given an assignment. We looked at the life of, of Jeremiah, you know, that, that when God tells him that before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you and I ordained you. And we talked about the fact that each one of us has been ordained for something in our generation, that we are an asset. We are not here to just, you know, and sometimes you can feel like, me, do I really count like is my life did god put me here for anything and we and we talked and looked through the scriptures and said that god put all of us here for a purpose for a specific purpose and the third lesson which was the last one we did together before the break is when we talked about the fact that we should not chase purpose that it's not biblical to go looking for your purpose and we looked through the bible and we could not find anyone who searched for their purpose but their purpose found them it found them while they were busy working where they were submitting to authority and that god usually speaks to the figures around us who we are used to parents leaders bosses but sometimes the end and that's why the enemy fights honor because he wants you to shut down and not listen to your parents or your leader or your pastor or your boss because he knows that if you do you might catch what god is trying to say that samuel was under eli and eli was not like the most dope priest you know he were his sons were were stealing meat from the sanctuary they were committing adultery they were prostituting they were but yet god still spoke through eli for samuel that he was an imperfect man and so we looked through all the scriptures and saw that no one chased after purpose but everyone their purpose found them david was out looking after sheep his purpose found him um mary was i don't even know what she was doing busy busy preparing her wedding her purpose found her um samson's mother her purpose found her um what is his name moses was just there he'd given up on his life he was 80 years old given up on a dream his purpose found him so it was that we found that for everyone who we looked at in the bible they were not chasing after purpose but rather purpose found them and we say that instead of chasing purpose we should just chase after faithfulness but today I want to talk about something that I feel like even on our journey, because I don't feel like the journey of finding your purpose ever ends, like you ever arrive and you're like, I found it goodbye. Like God starts to show you little by little and the more you grasp, the more you want to find out more. And it's like he keeps opening another door and another door and another door. Today I want to talk about something that I don't even know how to call this message. <laughs> but I'm, we're going to focus on a few scriptures as we as we as we do today's lesson. And I don't I genuinely do not yet know how what to call this message. But I want to talk about the fact that our job as we find our call in God and even genuinely generally as believers is to believe. Did you hear that? Believers is to believe, right? Is to believe. And that sounds so simple, but you guys it is actually a fight and in fact paul calls it the good fight of faith the fight of faith because the word faith in itself sounds complex until you bring it to our language in uganda if you're not a ugandan i'm sorry i don't know what it means in your local language but in ours it's okukiriza in luganda and in Nyankori it's okuichiriza which really simply means to accept like to accept that what God says about you is true. And guys, I'm telling you, I have struggled through the month of June. I went through a thing I have no words to, to put to. But I went through a time when my identity was questioned, was because I stopped, I started to question. And you know why I started to question? I did what many people did in the Bible. These people we're going to look at, you know, briefly. 
is that they looked at themselves. Every time God called out greatness in them, they looked to themselves. And let me tell you something about looking to yourself. Every time you look to yourself, you're going to find inadequacies, you're going to find faults, you're going to find failures, you're going to find incompetences, you're going to find character problems, and you're going to put up your hands and say, I cannot do this. And that's what happened for me. I started to judge myself based on what I had done. And you know what happened to me? I questioned. I questioned. I felt like I failed at everything. As a wife, I'm failing. As a child, as a, as a mother, I'm failing. As a pastor, I'm failing. As a leader, I'm failing. As a, it, like everything. And you know what? The moment you start to see those things, they get magnified. And that's what we're going to talk about next, next week, starting next week. Talking about how the thing you focus on, you start to be transformed into that image of that thing. And so it's curious for me that everyone who God called, the moment he called Moses, what did Moses say? I can't speak. The moment he came to Gideon, he said, me, I'm not a mighty man. You've informed me, you know, I'm from the smallest tribe of the smallest of the smallest. The moment he came to Mary, she's like, how is that thing possible that you're asking me to do? The moment he comes to, uh, he comes to Esther when she's in the palace, she thinks to herself, my goodness, me, an orphan girl who just sneaked into this palace, I go before the king and I die. It's not possible. The moment, like it's like everyone God appeared to. They told him, even Jeremiah, he said, I am a youth. And God is like, don't say I'm a youth. You know, it's like you, the moment you focus on yourself and your inadequacies, you start to shrink. You start to, you can't embrace your purpose because you see God's purpose is bigger than us. It's bigger than what the Bible talks about it in, um, in 1 Corinthians, I think chapter 2 talking about how God has chosen the foolish things of this world. Like God is aware. He never ever addresses those issues. When, when he comes to even Saul, the king, he starts telling him how there is no way. I'm from the smallest tribe. Baba, what, what, what? I'm even here looking for donkeys. Like what are, the, what are you making me a king? What is a king? There had never been a king in Israel. But what does God do? He never talks about, he doesn't say, no, it's not true. You don't, you, you don't have problems. The first thing he says to them is you. I will be with you. I will be with you. And you know what he's saying is look to me. And so I'm going to talk, I'm going to go to scripture hmm? that might look like, hey, Bithy, are you really talking about purpose? But stick with me and trust me. Eh? Trust me. I, mean, I teach you what I'm learning. Okay. I'm not going to go into things which I don't know, but I'm going to tell you what I've been learning. Naturally, I've been learning about the love of God and the grace of God. And I see a deep connection of it to purpose. What am I talking about today? Instead of pursuing strength and purpose and whatever, pursue identity. I promise you guys the strength and if you do this for the rest of your purpose journey as you as you continue to wait on the Lord to to show you and to guide you and to and to hear his voice pursue identity pursue sonship pursue sonship pursue identity because the moment you look to yourself you will see inadequacies and the thing is that you know yourself more than anyone else. So you know your failures. Other people can be there thinking, oh, B3, she's so spiritual. Me, I know. I be knowing that I shouted at my children. Or I made a really bad call. Or I really wasn't faithful in that thing. Or I didn't prepare enough. You know, the thing about the devil is that when you look to yourself, if you say, I'm going to read five chapters a day, you can't even make it and read the five chapters in the Bible. He will tell you other per reading ten. You own five. Like he'll find a way to condemn you. So don't look to yourself. Don't look to yourself. And it sounds simple, but it's not so simple, but it can be simple. <laughs> it can be simple. Let's look at Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. That's all I'm going to start with, okay? Pursue identity and sonship. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith, 
into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. I want you to stick with me. Whatever is going on, you people, I want you to stop. Eh? Just don't be distracted because what we are getting into now, I want to ask you, what have you believed? What have you believed? According to this scripture, he says, therefore, having been justified, this is past tense. Is it past participle? Those who studied English properly. Anyway, it is in the past. That's what I know. Is that having been, having come from the market, you have this. Having been justified by what? What, what, what by what? By faith. By Okukiriza. Do you know what justifies you? What makes you right with God is to accept. Having justified by, being justified by faith. Having been, like, if you believe that you've been justified, you're justified. But how? By the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That first of all, you must approach God knowing that he has no beef with you. Thank you, Timothy, that it is past participle. Someone says past passive. You people, me, I don't know. It is in the past. But that having been, in other words, you have been justified. The word justified means that you've been made just as if you've never sinned. That God sees you the way he saw Adam before the fall. That having now come back into alignment with God, you by faith, how, what keeps you justified in your mind and in your heart? Faith, okokiriza, believing, allowing that you're justified by faith. Not by the works you do. Not by the, the you know, some of you, God has told you to do certain things you haven't. Even me, there are some places I've not walked in obedience. You know what? Guilt does not produce righteousness. It just produced, produces pain and sorrow. I'm telling you, I've been going through guilt. Guilt is from the devil. But guilt is feedback that you've not, you're not walking in the grace of, of God. Okay? Because let me ask you something. All these people that we talk about who found their, who, where, where purpose found them, tell me, what were, what were they doing right? What were they doing right? You can't actually find it. Abraham was living in a land where people actually worshipped idols. What was he doing right? You know? God chooses weak people to demonstrate his grace. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. If you believe that you... Like, the level of peace you encounter in your heart with God. If you think that God is annoyed with you, he's not. But you're going to feel the effects of that belief. Because ochikiriza, you've believed it, you've accepted it, you've received it. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know what brings you peace with God, friends? Jesus. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. God is not with Why is that important? Believing that you have been justified, believing that you're right with God, gives you confidence to approach God, gives you confidence that you have access with God, gives you confidence that, that you are loved. When You must believe that you are loved, that God is not withholding or rationing good things towards you. God is pleased with you all the time. He is at peace with you all the time. Guilt is from the devil. The one thing the enemy wants to attack constantly, every morning when you wake up he has one aim attack their identity make them doubt that god is okay with them make them doubt that the, that god is pleased because when you when you think god is not pleased with you even when you're asking questions about your purpose do you know what is happening you're not sure that god is going to answer you're not sure that god can talk to a person like you you're not sure that let me tell you guys the strength of your faith is based on your identity because faith works through love if you believe that god loves you access that's what happens to you is that you have peace with god someone of you needs to even declare where you are i have peace with god god is not angry with you but the enemy wants to convince you that god is not very pleased with you so that you can be you need, when you're approaching god you have you have doubt ha huh? what will god answer or will God show me? Or why is God for me? When you're starting something, you have doubts. When you're going into a, an interview for a job, you have doubt. When you're getting into a relationship, you accept, expect to be rejected. Why? Because at the bottom of the bottom of your heart, you do not believe you are loved. 
people who believe they are loved are filled with all the fullness of God. To the extent, you see, the thing you believe is the thing that has power over you. If you believe you are loved, you experience the love and favor of God. And I'm telling you as someone who experienced rejection, as those people who I would walk into and people just don't like me. They just don't like me for no reason. I started to declare the favor of the Lord surrounds me. Guys, I believe I'm so favored. I can't even explain it to you. And I walk into spaces and people just like me. And people just give me things. And, and they never met me in their life. But this thing works. It is the fight of the believer. The work of the believer is to believe. It's a fight of faith. It's to believe that everything God says about you is true. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something that God is pleased with you. Everyone God appeared to look to themselves. They pointed to, the, the, to their weaknesses, but he pointed them back to him. He's saying, look to me. We have peace with God if we focus on the fact that we have peace through Jesus Christ. If you think that your peace with God is based on your behavior, you're going to struggle in your walk of purpose. Purpose is strengthened by identity. Who you believe you are. Because every time you make a mistake, you can't now be like, God has, has withdrawn everything. No. Moses made mistakes. David made mistakes. You guys remember what David did? Eh? David, there's a man in the Bible called David, the greatest king who God said was a man after his own heart. He brought his friend. He went and took, he, he, he slept with his wife's friend and then murdered his friend. This was one of his best friends. And God continued to work through David. Why? To show you what the next verse says. Through whom? Who is, who is this through that they're talking about? Through Christ. Because it says we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom also we have access. We have access through Jesus. We have access through Jesus Christ, you guys. We don't have access through our behavior. We don't have access through our good works, through our prayer and petitions, through our fastings. Those things are good, but they're not what give you access. We have access <laughs> through whom we have access by faith. Brings faith back. Do you know what gives you access? What gives you access is believing that when you're praying, you should pray with an expectation that God is going to answer. That when you're, when you're walking to a space, you have an expectation. I'm a child of God. I'm highly favored. That you have access by faith. We have access by faith. Do you know what gives you access? Faith in Jesus Christ. That when I approach God, I remind myself, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I approach as a daughter who is deeply loved by God because of what Jesus did. Not because of what I've done. Why? I fail a lot. Okay, but through Jesus, I am the perfect mother to my children. Through Jesus Christ, I am the best wife to my husband. Through Jesus Christ, I have access to everything sons have access to. I have access to everything Jesus Christ has access to. That includes knowledge, wisdom, favor. I don't know what else. Abundance, grace, peace, great relationships, peace of mind, joy, everything. I have access through Jesus Christ. Again, he's saying, stop looking to yourself on this journey. Look to Jesus Christ. Pursue your identity. Pursue when they talk about the, the New Testament believer seeking God, is not seeking a God who is outside of you. But to seek God is to seek to understand who God is, the God. Because it, the mystery, according to Colossians, is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So that is what we are seeking. When he says seek God, it is you're seeking to know who you are in Christ Jesus. That's the journey of the believer. And that's the journey of purpose. The more you discover who Jesus is, the more you discover who you are. And the more you have a confidence to walk in the fullness of the grace, of the special grace God has placed on your life. But when you keep focusing on what you're not, what you failed in, you, you look to yourself, you start to dwindle and shrink. 
you're sowing to the flesh. But when you sow to the spirit, understanding who you are in Christ Jesus, who, you, who he says you are, that is seeking the Lord for the New Testament believer. It is not seeking a God who is outside, who you're trying to bring in. It is seeking a God who is on the inside of you. Because the Bible also says in Colossians, again, 2, 3, that in whom, that's Jesus Christ who is in you, dwell all the riches of wisdom hmm? and knowledge. All the riches of wisdom and knowledge dwell in Christ Jesus and he is in you. That's a mystery. That's a lifelong journey of seeking out that wisdom and reminding yourself, I have, I have wisdom. Christ has become my wisdom, my revelation, my sanctification, my the one who goes before me, the one who surrounds me, my very favor, my very access. You have access. Stop thinking that your access is based on maybe that person who turned you down. Maybe you called someone to mentor you and they said no. Maybe you tried to, you don't have money to get into our mastermind classes. Maybe you really have been laid off of a job. Let me tell you. How do you say that in English? That chases you shows you the way. Let me tell you something, friends. God is for you. And that on itself is a powerful truth. That you have access. You have access as a son, as a daughter. You have access. You have access to everything you need that can show you who you are in Christ Jesus. That you have access. You have access by faith and you have access, look at how the verse ends. That through whom we have access by faith. What do we have access into? Because the, by faith is the key. We have access by faith. Faith unlocks. Okukiriza unlocks. By faith into this grace. Oh, grace. That we have access by faith accepting that who say God says you are is who you are gives you access into grace and grace being divine enablement grace being unmerited and and favor that you have access to grace you have access to everything you don't deserve everything you don't deserve great relationships uh, your children rising up and calling you blessed you have access by faith into what is what's the point of the faith it leads you into grace it leads you into grace. Let me tell you guys, eh? think about these guys. What gave them access is that when God appeared to Moses, he needed to believe that it was God. He needed to believe that it was God because it was a burning bush. And then he walked by faith into the grace, the grace of the Pharaoh being able to release his people. And that's remembering Moses, Moses as one of the greatest leaders that ever lived. Not because he was so brilliant, but he accessed grace. He just, God makes us look good. He started to walk into the good works that God prepared beforehand for him to walk into. You see, hope leads us into faith. Because you, the thing about grace is that it gives you faith. Grace, they walk together. They're like these two twins, grace and faith. Grace is the key that gives you access into, I mean, faith is the key that gives you access into this grace. And faith being, you have to just allow that it is true. God loves me. Jesus died on the cross. I am who God says I am. I am God's piece of cake. He likes me. He's pleased with me, especially when you have done something that you feel is not right. You need to remember that God is not counting your transgressions. He is simply looking at you, and when he sees you, he sees his son, Jesus Christ. You can't, he, he can't, Jesus paid in full. It's like if you went to a restaurant, and it was owned by your rich uncle, and the waitress comes to you, and when you're ordering, you don't even look at the menu, you just be like, what's your most expensive meal you eat? Then they, they bring the bill, you point to the owner. They'll just be like, oh, thank you so much, madam, or sir. Do you know why? You point to the owner. The owner gives you access into this grace of eating in the restaurant. It's not about you. You don't eat in the restaurant because you're the one who owns it. You eat in it because it is owned by your rich uncle. Now, I want you to remember that your rich uncle is Jesus Christ. You have access to everything you will ever need. Guys, I pray that you'll believe this because it will transform your life. 
that you have access some some of you need to say this to yourselves every day i'm highly favored by god i have access to everything jesus has access to why he paid it is his restaurant this world and everything in it belongs to the lord and he has given me access i have access because of my rich jesus christ my rich brother my rich heritage the boundary lines have fallen to me in pleasant places yes i have a goodly inheritance and you know when you need to say these things in the midst of chaos when your life looks like it's falling apart, when you're starting and you have fear in your heart because God has not given you a spirit of fear. God does not minister fear to us. He has not given us a gift of fear. No, he has given us a gift of love. He teaches us through love that we have power and he reminds us that we have power, that we are loved, we have power and we have a sound mind. Guys, you have access by faith. What gives you access? The pin number is faith. You have to believe that God likes you. God likes you. And this thing of faith opens up your world into grace, undeserved things, unmerited, unearned things, and divine enablement. That you start to believe that everything written in Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14 is true. That you're blessed all the time. Everything you touch is blessed. Everything you start prospers. If it doesn't, it wasn't for me. There's something better. I refuse to get myself into depression. You know what? You must. And he says that we have access into this grace in which we stand. Can you imagine? He's saying when you get into grace, tovow, don't ever allow to start trying to earn things from God. To, you stand in this grace. You stand in this grace. You refuse to move. You refuse to earn it. You refuse to read the Bible so that God can tick some boxes. You refuse to, to, to do good, to tithe so that God can give you something. You stand in that grace. You decide that I'm going to receive what I don't earn. Yes, I'm going to tithe, not because I'm going to get anything from God, but because I am already blessed. I am acknowledging who I am in Christ Jesus. Refuse to earn anything. He says, we have access into this grace in which we stand. We stand in that grace. We refuse to move out of that grace. Refuse to get out of our position of sons. Sons don't have to get access by anything. They don't earn anything. My children don't earn the food in the fridge. But I tell you, there are people who, if they came into this home, because they have the orphan spirit, they would come in trying to earn something. And let me tell you, people who try to earn, they will work very hard. My children will still get more than the ones who work hard. So are you approaching God as a son or are you approaching God as a servant? What did God say about Jesus? Did he say, this is my, my very powerful, hard, fasting, tongue-speaking, demon-chasing son, uh, I mean, servant with whom I'm well-pleased worker. He said, this is my beloved son. That doesn't sound very powerful, but it is powerful. Pursue identity and you will find purpose. Pursue identity and you will find purpose and you will become limitless. Because that is the most powerful thing God has ever said about Jesus. This is my beloved. Basically, he owned him into family. He gave him the rights of a son. Because if Jesus is God's beloved son with whom he's well pleased, guess what? He's pleased with him, he's at peace with him, and he's his beloved son. And that's what the enemy wants to convince you out of. He's saying you're not beloved. How can you be beloved? They chucked you from work. You're not even an essential worker. You're there drinking porridge every day. You drink it and you say, I am God's beloved porridge drinking daughter with whom he's well pleased one day i'm in fact let me take pictures because when i'm telling my story of success i need to remind the devil of when he tried to convince me that i'm not god's beloved son or daughter maybe you've been chucked in this quarantine by the way it's very bad to chuck your friends in quarantine but what to do but at that time you need to remind yourself that there's something better waiting for me i am god's beloved son i am god's beloved daughter with whom he's well pleased a good wife a good husband is awaiting me and i thank god that i stand in this grace i refuse to move i may not deserve a great husband but i'm getting one i may not deserve a
have a great wife, but I'm getting one. I am not getting things because I deserve them. It's because I'm a spoiled child of God. Let me tell you, the kids of Sudir don't have to walk in there and work very hard to get anything. They walk in and they're the bosses. Why? Their father worked hard. Jesus worked hard. He paid the price that you would have access into a grace that you would stand in. Stand in the grace of God. Refuse to move. Refuse to move. Stand in the grace of God. Stand in the grace of God. Hold your head up, child of God. Remember who you are. Remind yourself of who you are because whatever you believe gives you access. Faith gives you access. What you believe, if you believe that you're cursed, it gives you access into curses. Can you imagine? If you believe that there's something wrong with you, it gives you access into wrong things. If you believe that no one will ever like you, it gives you access into no one ever liking you. If you believe whatever you believe, you have allowed it and it brings you access. What access are you going to have? As you pursue purpose, I beg you, I told you stop chasing purpose. Chase identity, chase faithfulness. Just be faithful. But also remember that even when you fail, God loves you. When my children falter, you people, when my children do mistakes, you think that I go back and say, now I've disowned them. They'll never get anything from me. Of course, some of you, you experienced detachment from relationship every time you did a bad thing with your parents. God is not your parent like that. He's a, diff, he's a heavenly father. He's not an earthly one. For him, he's constant. It's us who change. We are ch children of God. We are this cute. When you find a baby, even when they poop there, you just pick them up and say, mm, so cute, but you're so dirty. Let's go and clean you. You're God's beloved child with whom he is well pleased. See yourself as one who God likes. God is looking out to promote you. Even when he's dealing with issues in your life, he's promoting you. He's loving on you. He's rebuking you, but he loves. And that rebuke is out of love. Faith is your pin code into access. What have you accepted? And that's whatever you've accepted, you're accessing. I accessed rejection for so many years. And I started accessing favor. How? I accepted. And in the beginning, I didn't, I didn't, in my heart, hadn't accepted it. But I kept saying it. I'm so favored. Me, I'm so favored. Even if you don't like me, you have a problem. I'm favored. I'm, one day, I believed it with all my heart. Now you can't convince me out of favor. You can't. But there are things which I still have found myself. And now I've been asking myself. Everywhere I find fear, a lack of joy, uh, strife. That means that I, I am trying in my strength. I'm looking to myself. And I need to put my tools down. And say, you know what, Father? I receive access by faith. Undeserved. Unmerited. I'm a great mother. Unmerited. I'm a wonderful wife. Unmerited. I'm a great leader. I don't need to earn it. That doesn't mean I'm going to be... Because let me tell you, some of you are scared that, eh, but that isn't going to make us lazy. Uh, no, he says that... You see, what happened is that when these guys accessed the grace of God, they walked in that grace. Grace led them into hope because he ends it by saying, we have access into this grace in which we stand. We refuse to move out of grace, okay? We remove to, and then he says, in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. When do you need to rejoice? When things don't look like they need rejoicing. Let me tell you, just because you're in the will of God doesn't mean that no trouble will come. Think about all these guys who God called. Think about them. Saul came in as a king. The next thing there was. David was. Um, what's his name? Moses. Red Sea. Can you imagine what could have gone through his mind at that point? He had to believe, have hope, a, an expectation of good because you have Egyptians chasing you, complaining to million Israelites and a sea before you. What are you going to do? Focus on God, his strength. Because in your power, what can you do? There's nothing you can actually do. But God called you into this purpose and equipped you with everything you will ever need. Everything you will ever need. 
you need to remember that God equipped you with everything you will ever need. God wants you to succeed. He's not setting you up to fail. How does that make him a good father? So he's then, maybe right now you're in a time where you know God called you to this thing, but you're wondering because things are tight. All these people face tight situations, but they rejoiced in hope. They faced that Red Sea and started saying, all right, father, what are we going to do? You called me here and God told him, put out your stuff. That takes faith to understand that God is powerful. How does a stick separate the sea? But he put in the stick and by the grace of God, that's purely the grace of God. The gra faith, his faith was just banging the, the, the water with his stuff and the grace of God opened the Red Sea and the Israelites by grace through faith. Because faith to march through and believe that those waters are not going to consume you. It took faith. You have to believe. Faith has action. You get up and you go. And you do what God has told you to do even when you can't understand it because you believe in his love for you. That's why identity is important. When you know that your mother loves you, even when you don't understand what she's telling you to do, you do it. But if you doubt her love, everything they do, you double check, you double check. Some of you, every time God speaks to you, triple check. You need five prophets to confirm and a sign in the clouds. You know what's happening? You don't trust God's love for you. You don't. Because when you trust his love, you know that even if it's a mistake, he will make it work together for my good. Even if it's a mistake, God will make it work together for my good. These Israelites passed through. Esther had to, by faith, come before the king knowing that he could have killed her because she showed up without an appointment. But she went by faith and by the grace of God, she found favor with the king to the point that he even said, whatever you want, even half my kingdom. And she was able to deliver the Israelites. So the thing about hope is that you have an expectation of good. Part of being in the grace of God and standing in it is you never let go of your hope. But hope is needed when you can't know what is coming. Hope is a powerful weapon, you guys. That every morning, you expect good from God. If it doesn't come today, you say, maybe tomorrow is that day. If it doesn't come today, maybe tomorrow is that day. Why? I know my father loves me. I know I'm his favorite child. I know that he has good plans for me. I know his heaven is plotting to, to do good for me. So every day I wake up expecting good, anticipating good, not based on anything I have done. Remember, it's not because you read your Bible that morning or you prayed in tongues for five hours and you sweated as if you had gone to the gym. No, by faith, by grace of God, into grace you wake up and because you're god's beloved you need to wake up every morning and say good morning god's beloved son or god's beloved daughter you know god is well pleased with you no matter what happens today don't you forget that you're a beloved son or a beloved daughter with whom god is well pleased much into your day face every circumstance as a beloved son and daughter knowing that the whole of heaven is for you angels are working what the whole of heaven is watching out to make room for you let me tell you you'll have a great attitude you'll expect good fear is a sign that you do not you're not in grace I've, I've, I told you I've been experiencing fear and, and guilt. You just simply have to believe. Stand in that grace. Wake up and stand in that grace and don't move your foot the entire day. Even if that day you ended up quarreling, I don't know, with everyone including the cat, as you're going to bed, remind yourself, Father, I'm sorry I didn't represent you, but I am still your beloved daughter, O son with whom you're well pleased. And I thank you that you do not treat me according to all my actions today. You treat me according to your love. According to your matchless love, endless love, you have permanent amnesia. You know, half the time you're confessing your faults, God is like, what are you talking about? Because he has decided that your sins, he will not remember. He has refused to remember. Every time you come to him with your confession, he's like, confession is to help you, not God. It doesn't help God. It helps you to feel better. When you confess to Jesus, you just feel better. You're relieved of your guilt. But it does not actually help God because he decided to love you forever through Jesus Christ. Friends, I want, to I want you to be convinced according to the word of God today. You have access by faith. 
you have access by faith and you have access into a grace and in that grace you stand in it and refuse to move and you must never ever hand over your position of sonship never hand it over because that's what gives you access if you're a servant then you have to work very 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 hard and let me tell you what the differentiator is what you're believing so that god is withholding but you can't access because you're approaching based on your work and the things that you can access by your works are not those things that jesus purchased so you come in you have a wrong pin number pin number pin number wrong pin number wrong i had to change my mobile pin number one time because i forgot it so sometimes we forget our pin number and we start thinking that we are lord i read my bible or i did what moreover i tithed why haven't you done this for me wrong number the only access is by jesus christ he's talking and say i come in confidence because of the blood of jesus christ and that humbles you you understand that every door that has been been opened it's not because you're so clever and you're so wonderful even those clevers came from god it's the grace of god it's the grace of god it takes away the burden of carrying a certain identity that you have to do this you do all those things because you're loved and when you fail you don't kill yourself about it you must never hand over your hope never some of you have given up hope in these times you've stopped expecting good you're like hope is too painful b3 i've expected good for so long and it hasn't come no don't give up hope does not disappoint if it takes longer, God is cooking a better meal. Eh? I'm told that meals like matoke, which they cook for very long, is soft and nice. But if they boil it here on a saucepan in water and, and then mash match it with a mulawu, it's not very nice. But the one which takes long, the longer it takes for me, I'm like, if it has taken long, ha, can't wait to see what God is cooking. Let me tell you, friends, you must expect good. You must expect good. Our work is to believe. Our work is to believe. Our work is to believe. Don't seek purpose. Seek identity. Purpose will find you. Because hope leads us into faith action. Hope, when you expect good, you start to do, to take action based on the hope that you have on the inside of you. Don't hand over your hope. Don't hand over your access, which is faith believing in jesus christ and don't hand over the grace of god don't try to earn things from god all these great people who lived they never have had to earn anything from god he gave it he gave them purpose he found them living their lives and says hey i've called you to this now it's a problem when you start thinking i have to work on this thing to please god is that who gave it to you eh? it is him who works in you both to will and to do according to his good pleasure but on top of that he created you, his workmanship in Christ Jesus. Do you understand how Christ is so central? In Christ Jesus, okay? And, and that he prepared good works before you were born that you should walk in them, not run in them, not strive in them, not struggle through them, not sweat through them, not pounce through them, not to grit your teeth through them, not to drink lemon juice through them. He said that he prepared for you good works to walk in them. So when you find yourself striving, understand that you've walked out of grace. Strife and grace don't mix. Fear and grace don't mix. Guilt and grace don't mix. Every time you're facing those things, you've turned the mirror on you. Stop looking at yourself. Look to Jesus Christ. I feel like I'm, I'm almost getting into the series which we are starting next week. Which is really look to Jesus and live. Look to Jesus and live. As I, as I close, I want us to read a scripture which is so common. At least if you've been around me, you've probably heard this very many times. Philemon verse 6. It's only one chapter. And what does it say? That, that, that your faith will become effective. How does your faith become effective? How does your okukiriza, how, how is it effective? How do we see it, you know, in action? By acknowledging every good thing, not some good things. Every good thing which is in you waiting for you to 
manifested in you in Christ Jesus. There are so many good things shine in you in Christ Jesus. And you can help me mention some of them right now on the chat. You have perfect peace in Christ Jesus. You have joy like a river in Christ Jesus. You have access to God by Christ Jesus. You have favor by Christ Jesus. You have access to abundance by Christ Jesus. You're the head and never the, the tail by Christ Jesus. You're above only and not beneath by Christ Jesus. Everything you touch is blessed by Christ Jesus. You have access to great relationships by Christ Jesus. You are wiser than your years by Christ Jesus because he is wisdom itself. You guys, by Christ Jesus, you even have good looks by Christ Jesus. Me, I've claimed good looks, you people keep laughing. But me, I told God, I'll grow younger and younger. Because what's the mystery about Sarah, who they say is our mother, the wife of Abraham? How is it that at 80, kings were chasing after her? Uh, uh, I have access to good looks by Christ Jesus. And I don't need to be working over what? It's not because I work out. I will do those things because I want to take care of the temple of God, but not to maintain good looks. No, those ones are by grace. And I stand in that grace in the name. Yes, I have self-control by Christ Jesus. I'm highly favored. Hallelujah. By Christ Jesus. Come on. Come on, people. Give me more. Give me more. I'm loving this. I am righteous. That's something you should say every day before you, when you wake up and every day before you go to bed. I'm a spoiled child of God by Christ Jesus. I have knowledge by Christ Jesus. Come on. Keep bringing them as I read them out. You, our work is to believe. To acknowledge is to receive. When, when I worked in, in DHL, someone, when they say you have to acknowledge receiving something, you have to sign for it. In other words, you've received it. And that's the end of the transaction. The transaction of faith and grace ends with you acknowledging everything, a good thing. In you, in Christ Jesus. If you don't add in Christ, it becomes difficult. Because if you just acknowledge in you, that means you're looking to yourself and your strength. But you have to acknowledge what is in you, in Christ Jesus. Yes, Dennis, because of Jesus, I have access and i am accepted yes i am accepted i have wisdom yes i have been put above all the nations yes well and i am knowledgeable yes i have perfect love i have a great figure yes by christ jesus i have great self-esteem in christ jesus yes i am loved in christ jesus i am wise in christ jesus come on Wealth is within me, around me, and out of me. Zendimugaga by Christ Jesus. Yes, not because of anything you do. Not because of anything you do. Me, I'm telling you, like now, Jackie, God is going to be giving you designs straight from heaven. Not because you're so clever, but you're the daughter of God, so you have access. I'm a good wife and mother by Christ Jesus. I'm lovable in Christ Jesus. I'm loved in Christ Jesus. I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm beautiful in Christ Jesus. I am an overcomer in Christ Jesus. I am a billionaire. Hallelujah. Me too. In Christ Jesus. By then, I'm going to be those people who are so rich and you can't explain it why. In Christ Jesus. My father is more than a billionaire. How can I have some, not have some of my inheritance? In Christ Jesus. I am enough in Christ Jesus. I have a big bum, <laughs> but not by Christ Jesus. <laughs> I won't even say who this is. Wow, I am loving this. I have understanding in Christ Jesus. I have a great family in Christ Jesus. I'm confident in Christ Jesus. Yes, yes, keep declaring. Remember that you're acknowledging who you are in Christ Jesus, not who you are just in the flesh. Every, basically, find out everything God says you are in his word and speak it, speak it, speak it, speak it, stick with it, stick with it, stick with it until you start to see evidence. Until you start, to, because hope does not disappoint. Wake up every day expecting good. It's all about Jesus. Don't chase after purpose. Chase after identity. Find out, and guys, don't give up your identity. The devil wants to convince you every day that you're not enough. That God is not pleased with you. Don't agree with him. Don't get into guilt and fear and condemnation. No. Refuse and even discouragement. Those are signs that you have stepped out of grace. This grace, we stand in it. And we know that we have access. 
we have access yes rogers i'm a ninja come on by christ jesus i'm beautiful by christ jesus i'm rich in christ jesus you must remember that it's all about jesus what have you believed you must believe that you are loved you must believe that god is not withholding any good from you you have full access full access full access stand in that grace don't let go of your position. Stop trying to earn God's favor. Some of you have been going to prayer mountain. What? If you're going there, go there to enjoy Jesus. Don't go there to try and say that I went and therefore God did this for me. Then you have to keep going. Jesus paid in full. You can go to prayer mountain to hang out with God. I do that. Okay? And go and just hang out with Jesus. Be with him. Enjoy your friend. Go on a retreat with him. To just hear from him. To love on him. But not so that you can... You don't need to starve yourself to get something from god he's not a bad father you have access to everything you're at peace with god he loves you parents here you would not make your child suffer so much so that you can give them something if you found out they were working hard so that you can do something for them you'd feel bad you want them to know that you will give them anything as long as you have it in your power and guess what god is both willing and able to prosper you so what is it that you have been questioning or worried about or guilty about or discouraged about hey enter grace take your eyes off yourself take your eyes off the situation look to the abundance of your heavenly father he is awesome and as you pursue purpose i beg you don't get derailed remember where it all begins it all begins with having been justified by grace we have access we have peace with god through christ you're through whom also we have access eh? <laughs> into this grace in which we stand we do not get out of our position of grace, undeserved, unmerited. We are just God's wee children. He wants to lavish on us. And you must remind yourself, God likes me. God wants the best for me. God is not trying to stop me. God is not trying to reduce me. God is not threatened by me. God is not irritated with me. God loves me. He's not tired of me. Yes, I've made the same mistake 20 times. He loves me. He's going to show me the root cause of this. And he's lifting me up. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm his beloved daughter. I'm his beloved child. Enter Jesus and don't come out. Hide yourself in him. When you approach God, see Jesus approaching God. You will pray confident prayers. You will ask for nations. Jesus is not asking for small things. Jesus asks for great stuff because he knows who he is. Do you know who you are in Christ Jesus? Pursue identity and purpose will be so strengthened in your life. Look at the last verse I want us to read. Verse 17 of chapter 5 of Romans. It has come into my mind. So let me read it. By the way, you should go home and read Romans 5, eh? all of it, like over and over and over. You're going to find, I feel like the whole New Testament is summarized in Romans chapter 5, verse 17. He says that, for if by one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more, much more, those who receive abundance. You see what? Those who receive, friends, receive abundance of grace. Those who receive abundance of undeserved, unmerited favor shall reign in life. And the gift of righteousness, right standing with God, shall reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Can I tell you how you're going to reign in life? Receive the truth that one, you have access to the abundance of God for no reason whatsoever. Receive the two keys, abundance of grace and the Romans chapter 5 verse 17 those who receive abundance of grace not little little grace abundance you know those ones who are just like me God just likes me I was there and they gave me this I was there I'm now I'm those people big people are just God just keeps sending me great things why I'm his child whom he loves eh, eh? 
Yeah, abundance of grace. Receive, not those who work for abundance of grace. Those who receive it. How? By Oku Kiriza. I'm begging you, go and listen to teachings on grace, on the love of God. Don't only listen to teachings on how to bang the devils over get down, over how to kill demons, over how to approach Satan. Why are you studying the devil? For what purpose? Study the love of God. Your identity, remember, whatever you acknowledge, you get access to. Whatever you acknowledge. So if you acknowledge that you're God's beloved, it's a matter of time. You're going to see the results. Receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Not little grace. Abundance. Abundance of me, undeserved, unmerited things. And then the gift. It's a gift of righteousness. A gift. You didn't work for it. A gift of righteousness. A gift. You did nothing for it. A gift. So receive also the gift of righteousness, which means that you are perfect before God's eyes. It's a gift he has given you, okay? It's the gift he has given you. Go and listen to teachings on the grace of God, the love of God, abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Those two keys, you will reign in life through Jesus Christ. And when people ask you, you will genuinely not be able to say, I did this, this is the formula. You will say, it is Jesus. Isn't he your friend? It is Jesus. It's Jesus. He's given me access. He's given me access. I stand in this grace. Just receive abundance of grace. Grace being unmerited, undeserved favor, which gives you divine enablement. And receive the gift of righteousness. That's your identity. And when you receive that as your identity of sonship, I promise you life is going to get so much easier. Even in the storms, you'll have a different perspective. So as you pursue purpose, I wanted to close with this message. Again, if you've not listened to the other previous messages, go find them, listen to them. They are so, so that you come to the end seeing the whole journey. This is not all of it. There's been part of it up to here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've enjoyed it. They want us to continue, but we have to stop. People have to go and continue sipping miriki tea and porridge with their uh, families. Thank you for joining me. Why study the devil? Study your identity. Find out who you are and continue. It never ends because who we, God is so abundant. God is so abundant. And if we have his DNA, we are fashioned after his image. My God. I can't imagine who we really are. Like the more we discover, the more we become confident. And the more we receive. And the more we receive. Whatever you acknowledge, you start to manifest. So acknowledge every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Confess, 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 confess with your mouth. Speak, let your ears hear you. It's a matter of time. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining me. You want to see porridge with me, Teddy? <laughs> bye thank you so much for joining me i'm going to stick around for like two more minutes and see anything you want to say to me and then i'll go by the way soon we'll be on youtube by next week i'll tell you bless you too guys thank you for joining me thank you thank you sarah thank you i received that thank you Thank you. As usual, remember to share this. I'm going to keep it on the page. Please share it with friends and family. Many of you have shared with people. People have been blessed. People have been inboxing me. They've really discovered their value and just relaxed in God. So thank you, Solome. So share. Please share with as many friends as possible uh, that we may all be refreshed um, together. You're welcome, Peter. You're welcome, Dora. Thank you, Janet. Thank you. You're welcome, Jose. You're welcome, Pastor Dennis. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you, Linda. Oh, Roots. Very nice to see you, Roots. A deep man of God. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you, Jalia. Okay, guys. Bye. I can stay here saying thank you because I'm really enjoying hanging out with you. You're welcome, Naomi, darling. 
Bye, guys. See you again next week, Monday. Share, 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 share. Bye, Claire. Bye, everybody. Love you all. Stay rooted in the love of God. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. Kale.